Welcome to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. I hope you've all had a great week. I hope you've all certainly had a better week than I have with social media, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. So, this week we are going to be joined by Rob from the awesome McDojo Life. Now, uh, those of you that have been listening for a while will know that earlier this year, in fact, going back right to the start of the year, we actually had Rob on for an episode. Um, but i got to hold my hands up on this one. I made a little bit of a gaffe with the recording equipment. and Essentially what I did was I, I left the microphone plugged in to my system uh, and it, it defaulted to it and it was actually under my desk. Um, now Rob didn't actually say anything at the time, he just carried on like a pro, um, but it must have sounded like I was interviewing him from the other side of a room under a table. Um, so we're going to go for it again today. Um, obviously we'll We'll touch on and we'll recap the the, the mission of McDojo Life, um, giving him opportunity, obviously, to talk a little bit about his, his history and the, his reasons for forming the group, as well as talking about some exciting things that he's got going on um, going forwards uh, in the direction of, of the group and, and how it's evolving. But I'll save that for when we have our chat. Also, later on this episode, we will be joined by Matthew Chapman for our regular Matt Chat. But before we get to any of that just going to talk about a few things that we've had going off in social media land <laughs> the bits that i can access um as well as regular bits of news as well so uh, for those of you that follow me on my my own page my own like page for my own work aside from the podcast you'll know that i've been involved in the uh, production uh, hood a legend reborn which has been filming um, in the nottingham area which is pretty cool given that it's a robin hood themed um production um, but prior to this uh, my friend and um, director of this particular um film uh, adam collins who's also a fantastic actor and professional stuntman as well and um, he actually put together a production which i at the time was trying to get involved with but one thing or another it Everything just kept clashing all the time. But anyway, um, a film called Outlawed, which is really fantastic. It just got released on Netflix. Um, now, what's cool about this production is uh, from the money raised from the film, I, I don't, I, I won't um, say that I know exactly how it all works, but I do know that they raised at least £4,000 for a combat stress charity, um, which is fantastic. Um, uh, Adam being a former Marine himself, you know, this, this I'm sure was something that's close to his heart. And to raise that, that, that's that amount of money, four grand for a, for a combat stress was fantastic. And, uh, the way I believed it worked is a lot of the pretty, uh, people involved in production gave their time for free. Um, uh, as did people, you know, sourcing equipment, that sort of things as well. So, um, it's really cool to see something of this, this magnitude, this, this, production scale and being done with raising money in mind for for a charity so um please do give it some support you know and it's the way these things work with netflix you know the more people that view it the better so if you can head over to netflix and check out the movie outlawed um starring starring adam collins and directed by adam collins and produced by adam collins um but yeah obviously lots of other people involved as well but go give it a go give it a watch and don't forget to give it an upvote as well the little thumbs up button that you can press on netflix Okay, so next of all, I'm going to be covering a couple of 
DVD slash Blu-ray releases that I promised my good friend Mr. Mike Leader that I would give a little bit of a plug to this episode. Um, and to be honest, I'm quite excited for them as well. So the first one coming from 88 Films is Double Bill, uh, Jackie Chan. And it says that's how it's listed. Double Bill of Jackie Chan on Shiny Disc. I like that. Kirk Wong's... Start that again. Kirk Wong's Dark Crime Story, which is hard to say. Hits with a beautiful new transfer and all manner of special features, including interviews with Kirk Wong, Bruce Law, uh, an assistant director, and an audio commentary from filmmakers, including my friend, Mr. Mike Leader. Following that comes The Protector, another classic, The Protector. I was going to quote one of the lines about the gun then, but I better not because iTunes doesn't like it when you swear too much. Um, give me the flipping gun. One of those classic Jackie Chan moments where you know it's never going to be repeated. Um, following on from that, The Protector, directed by James Lickenhouse, sp- uh, featuring special features include a look at the two different takes on the movie, the international Asian cuts, which are really quite different, uh, by filmmaker Steve Lawson, my good friend Steve Lawson, director of Insiders and The Silencer, and Essex Heist, all Essex Heist, my words won't work today, all three films which I managed to work on, which was pretty cool. But yeah, um, uh, filmmaker Steve Lawson, plus an audio commentary, again, from my good friend Mike Leader, plus bonus audio commentary on the Asian cut of the movie, which features an extended fight scene by Mike Leader, and Irish filmmaker Maverick George Clark. George is a decent guy. I've not met him yet, but I've spoken to him on Facebook a, a few times. So that sounds very cool. Um, and next is from Eureka Entertainment. I, I was uh, lost my track here. Oh, yeah, from Eureka Entertainment. There's an epic Samo Hung triple bill of Eastern Condors, Magnificent Butcher, and Iron Fisted Monk. Three classics, guys, there. Three classics. Uh, special features include an Eastern. Oh, fantastic. Special features include Eastern Condors, the live peaking opera version. I've seen some of that on YouTube, on YouTube as well. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, plus, audio commentaries. Lots of cool stuff there. Um, and then finally, tying in with our Jean Claude Van Damme special a couple of episodes back. Um, the Quest, which was Jean-Claude's directorial debut. This is from 101 Films. Uh, it features a new transfer, which is always nice, plus interviews from co-stars Jack McGee and the UK Taekwondo stunt legend Mr. Mike Lambert, um, who's also a very, very good guy. And then again, another audio commentary from Mike. So check all that out, guys. There's some goodies there, some fantastic stuff. Um, I will be sure to check all of those out as well. So um, moving on. Now, um, I did... Briefly touch on um, the debacle that is Facebook this last week. Um, So as some of you might know, or indeed a lot of you won't know because you won't have seen my posts, uh, Facebook very kindly put a uh, temporary, how do they refer to it? It's not a block, restriction, that's it. A temporary restriction on my personal profile because some very kind individual showing lots of love um, reported one of my posts saying thank you to everybody for their support on the podcast. They reported it as spam because that's what nice people do. So there's me putting a nice post out saying thanks to everybody for sharing, uh, sharing the links and inviting their friends to like the page. I appreciate your support. And then some cold, heartless soul goes and reports it to Facebook as spam. Now, Facebook being the multi-billion dollar a giant that it is they don't have well i suppose they have a lot of people that work for them but this is all automated so not i don't think an actual person's seen the post uh, i think what triggered it having spoke to some experts in this is a certain combination of keywords involving the words invite like your friends 
uh, and their system mistaken it for me asking people to uh, do business type stuff on my personal profile, which it wasn't. I was actually just saying thank you to everybody for uh, liking my page and showing support and all that sort of thing. You'd have thought the picture attached would have been a bit of a clue. But anyway, their system automatically put a block on my account for three months, so I can't do anything with it now till February. Um, now, you know, this sort of stuff happens. It's martial arts industry. It's a bit of a bit of a sly industry to be in, but it is a bit of a shame that you know people. I I think what it is is you know we've had two several more successful episodes. You know we've had the Van Damme episode, which Jean Claude shared, and we had the Mark Dacascos episode, which Mark shared and got involved with and sent us the audio clips in for. For which we're very, very grateful. And I think somebody's not liking the upper trend of the podcast. Now, if you're listening right now, what I would say is, is trying to have my links blocked and stuff is going to make no difference because it's just actually, as you can probably tell now, going to inspire me to, to put more effort in and ask more people to share the link. So I'm going to do that now. This episode you're listening to, if you found it on social media, if you can share that link, please, let's make these people regret having trying to slow down the progress of the podcast because it's not going to work, you know. And not only that, but it's a real dick thing to do because I'm not charging for these. I'm doing it as, uh, you know, for, for the, the enjoyment of it. And because, you know, I have people saying that they enjoy it and it brings something to their life. So don't be a dick and try and block my podcast and you know for the people out there that aren't dicks sorry i changed for the naughty words <laughs> if you can just carry on sharing the links for me blasting it even more i would really appreciate it so now that i've got off my soapbox i think it's time for us to head straight over to our interview with rob from mcdojo life i've been looking forward to this we've been trying to get it coordinated um rob is pretty much the other side of the world to us so trying to get these things coordinated can be tricky um but yeah let's check in with rob and then i'll speak to you after that enjoy our podcast please remember to subscribe rate and review kick back with chris on itunes today okay guys so joining me on the phone now all the way from the united states we have the awesome rob from mcdoja life how are we doing today sir wonderful how are you i'm great actually i should have said in that a return guest all the way from the United States, because yeah, we actually, yeah, we spoke at uh, the beginning of this year where I've had, and I just spoke about this in the lead-in into this interview, where I um, made the very one-time amateurish mistake of leaving a camera plugged in under my table, which was recording the audio for the entire interview. Um, this time I've unplugged it, so it can't happen again. <laughs> so every, everybody, including yourself, should be able to hear what I'm saying now. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and you know what happens, man, it happens. <laughs> yeah it did um and it just happened to happen that time well, around. but anyway moving on so guess like i uh accidentally had the screen open twice on the application that i use and yeah. uh man it uh, echoed so hard i couldn't use any of the footage for like two guests and i was like killing myself for that so i understand oh, no oh no so um anyway how's it been um this as i say it's been a roughly a year since we spoke there give or take a month or so um so how things have progressed for mcdojo life as a whole and for yourself oh man it's been an incredible year to be honest uh, as of january i was able to make it my full-time job so now wow. mcdojo life is my full-time career um which i'm i i feel very fortunate to have have the opportunity to do this full time, uh, you know, because I mean, really, I kind of get paid <laughs> to just mess around online most of the time. Wow. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, it, it has its, like, ups and downs, you know, like, sure. for instance, uh, we're working on a full-length documentary. We just released the trailer uh, two days ago. Yep. And, um, you know, we, we've gotten some amazing response for that so far. Uh, right now, we're doing a hard push to try to get it onto Netflix. Um, you know, obviously, that's not the only platform, but, you know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. We didn't want to, sure. like, tag whoever your platform is and then like rather than having thousands of people tag one thing you'd only have a few people tagging individual um production companies but yeah so we're pushing real hard for that we start our crowdfunding in january if we're not able to get it pitched to a network um so that's that's very interesting last night i got a threatening i wouldn't say it's threatening i mean it wind up being a mutually beneficial phone call but the dude was very upset he he was uh he was a part of the documentary um, not a oh. part of, but he was like on the trailer because, and uh, he seemed to, he seemed quite upset that he was on the trailer. So, but we, we, well, we discussed and we got everything squared away. Well, I was actually gonna, I was gonna, that was one of the questions I was gonna ask you was was regards to the increased attention. But before we do that, um, just for the benefit of the listeners that have joined us since we spoke, because um we've had a little bit of a like a mini boom ourselves with this podcast this last few months with certain guests we've had on um so we've got quite a lot of new listeners that probably won't have heard although really they should go back and listen to it but anyway they might not have heard you the last time around so could you perhaps tell us a little bit about mcdojo life how it was conceived what the idea was behind it yeah of course so mcdojo life is a entity (laughs) i guess Um, (laughs) it's very hard to explain it other than it's an entity a brand Um, But the goal is to call out fake frauds and phonies in the martial arts um, with the mission statement of keeping martial arts legitimate. Um, You know, of course, that's up to interpretation what you feel is and is not legitimate for yourself. But we have five pretty standard rules that we've we've come up with that are pretty much universally applicable to whatever martial art you do. So, Mm. you know, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't be a pedophile in the martial arts. Right, right. No. Where everybody well, just, just, that no matter what. Just, just in general. Yeah, in life. exactly. Right. <laughs> At all. But, you know, like the thing is, like, uh, because there's no regulating body to the martial arts, um, yeah. there's really no checks and balances. So there are plenty of really shady people who just use this as their last refuse for a job because they know yeah. there's going to be no, like, technical requirements for themselves other than i can punch faces it's so <laughs> true so true unreal it's sad it's really sad because over the years of course you know the the old school mentalities of the honor and the integrity and the bushido you know code and stuff like that um they still exist but the mm. problem is, is that a lot of people are using that as a weapon against the consumer to lure them into less than savory martial arts studios and they wind up either getting themselves hurt or taken advantage of financially absolutely i mean the, it's fair to say that the arts for both good and in this case bad reasons have evolved over the years as does everything but there's as you say there are those people that have manipulated that evolution um to allow them to get away with things that they really shouldn't be doing and they know they shouldn't be doing them i mean a classic example i won't name the guy but there's a there's an instructor close to me who just awarded himself a fourth degree in in a system that he made up and had one of his <laughs> he had one of his colored belt students present him with the belt <laughs> you know and it's that kind of chicanery the weirdness that goes on that the public just kind of go mm, okay we don't know any better um and obviously people Feel free to send me that information. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, here we go. 
<laughs> so, so what I do, man. man. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, um, uh, so that was one of your, uh, I actually remember some of the others as well, but I'll let you, I'll let you tell us um, that the five. Oh, the, the rules. Yes. Um, yeah. So the first one we just said was uh, yep. there should be no pedophiles. No, absolutely. Obviously, there shouldn't be pedophiles at all, but there's a lot of people who, because there is going to be nobody really checking up on them in the martial arts, it's almost like a, uh, a scapegoat for them. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, there's, there's a martial arts studio that we're going to be calling out here soon that uh, has three martial arts studios. The gentleman molested a 15-year-old girl in his home, and Jeez. because of a plea deal, um, he was able to get a lesser charge and not be put on a registry. So he's still teaching around children. He still has videos. And I don't, you know, obviously when you, when something like that happens, you know, like I personally am not a a fan of anybody who would do anything like that at all. But you have to understand that they do still exist. Right. And so um, they need a way to make money. And I understand that. But what isn't cool is the fact that he's allowed around children. That's not not cool. And so at least a parent should be aware. You know, parents should be aware of what's going on. So that way, when they go to put their children in a program like that, they have all the information ahead of them because it's not the kid's fault. The children who are having to go, it's not their fault that this person is a sick individual. So Mm. it's it's important that people have all the information ahead of time so that when they go to go to these free trial classes or paid trial classes, that they're aware that, hey, this person has done this in their past. And, you know, it should be the same with pretty much anything, anything, you know, if they were you know, 15-time convicted felon, <laughs> but they've turned their life around, well, cool, you turned your life around. Some people can respect that, you know, but some people won't, and that's all yep. there is to it, and they should be aware before they sign up. They shouldn't find out 5, 10, 15 years into training with you that you had this really shady past. Yeah, so. and, I, and I think, you know, it, it's not validating any one crime, but I think with something as specific as molesting children, to then carry on work with children. It's not kind of the same as, hey, I used to steal cars as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. That, much, that's, much, it's, much, it, much, much different. It's so much different, and, it, and it, it's specific, and, it, and it, you're right, it, it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be going on, but it does, you know? And yeah. that's scary. Okay, um, so um, what, you very actually, you actually quickly touched upon earlier on, you were saying about the, the person that had been threatening you because of... <laughs> Because okay. they've been included now. I, interestingly enough, I was going to ask you with the with the increased attention and and sort of like the explosion of the group over the last sort of year and a half. You know, have you seen an? Inc- I'm, I'm guessing that, that I'm asking a silly question here, but have you seen an, an increase in those sort of people coming forwards with your your disrespecting my instructor? I'm going to do this, that, the other. You know, have you, has there been an increase in those sort of people coming out of the woodwork? There's an increase in those people, but there's been a decrease in, like, death threats. Mm. Um, I used to get death threats, like, every other week. I wish that was an exaggeration. Um, wow. Um, yeah, it was – I've had some really, really, really weird moments. Like, um, I was at a – this was way – this is, like, at the very beginning of the this year was, like, the last major death threat that I got, but – um, I was at a, a Taekwondo tournament in London. And while I was at the Taekwondo tournament in London, I'm uh, I'm sitting down and I wind up getting two threats, uh, one from which I assume they were from the same person. Uh, but, you know, that's just how online goes. You never know. But I got two threats. Uh, one was from a gentleman who wanted me to go to what he called his martial arts studio and fight him. 
And I was like, I don't know why you want me to do that, but he just figured that today was the day he was going to call out somebody, and I was that guy. Um, right. And then uh, just to touch on that one real fast before I go to the second one, because the second one was far more serious, um, I did some research in the conversations that we were having and found out that he wasn't the owner of the, the Taekwondo studio, um, which he claimed to be. <laughs> And uh, he, uh, you know, I looked at his footage and on, on his footage, you know, it's quite obvious that even though as a black belt in that particular system, it wasn't a very talented black belt. Um, mm -hmm. So like and I don't believe that violence nine times out of ten is the answer, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I was like, dude, whatever your issue is or whatever your problem is, like, stop, like blowing up my phone. Like, I'm going to be polite to you. Like, just stop texting me. Leave me alone. Right. And then he just kept going. So finally, I was like, look, dude. Now he's like started to threaten me. He started to threaten people that I know. And finally, Whoa. I was like, all right, man. I was like, here's how this is going to go. I was like, I'm going to give you 24 hours to apologize, which is my pretty much standard answer for everything. <laughs> I'm going to give you 24 hours to apologize. I go, if I don't get your apology by yourself in 24 hours, I'm going to get you the apology. He was like, you won't do nothing. And they never believe that I'll do anything. They never think that I have, like, an answer for this. Like, it's my first rodeo. It ain't, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, so the next thing I do is I just contact his martial arts studio that he claims to own. And I'm like, are you aware that one of your students is going around using your studio as some type of backdoor fight club? <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure. And then they were like, oh, well, let's look into that. So I showed them the messages. And uh, finally, the, the studio was like, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like you're all that upset about this. So we're not going to make them apologize. I was like, okay, oh. that's fair enough. That's cool. <laughs> so I, I was bothered enough to contact you to ask for you politely to have one of your students who's representing your studio to stop. <laughs> and yeah. they're representing you. That's exactly what that is. It's very similar to like an employee. They're using your studio to open up the doors for a lawsuit, basically. Because let's mm -hmm. say I go over there and I get hurt and they hurt me on purpose. That's an easy lawsuit. Yeah. And I can even prove that it's premeditated. You know, yep, like sure. he even said in text messages that he wanted to hurt me. Right. And, you know, <laughs> wow. obviously like a, a weird way about it. But that's just the truth. Imagine that I was just some regular dude or I had a mental handicap and I actually did it and I did get hurt. Well, that studio would be closed in 24 hours. So I always try to be respectful mm -hmm. enough to assume that the owner or instructor doesn't know. So I let them know because it's their business. <laughs> you know, it's, absolutely. If I was a business owner, I would want to know if somebody representing my business was being shady. And mm. then so I contacted them. They were like, yeah, we don't really care all that much. I was like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, this is about to go real bad. And they were like, nah. <laughs> and then so I just put them on blast. I put them on blast. I, I address, phone number, location, um, his address, his phone number, his location. I got my, I got my apology within three hours from that. <laughs> recorded he, he typed it at first and then after that i was like nah i gave you that chance i want you to say it and so he recorded a video <laughs> and he sent it to me which i save on my phone every one of those type of apologies that i get <laughs> and so i have every once in a while whenever i think about somebody getting all crazy and trying to threaten me i just think about that video and how i handled that situation and it works every time wow it, it's 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 crazy to think how extreme some people get with with this it's you know i i am not i don't like to bring um religion as such into into discussion topics like this but they, there's almost there's like a it's almost borderline isn't there sometimes like this re religious 
almost um, extremist views that that come into people with regards to martial arts. You know, they'll go out of their way to do some really crazy stuff in the name of their martial art or their instructor that you just wouldn't do it any other any of them play any walk in life. Really, it's just it's insane. Yeah, people are, and you know, you you have to understand that a lot of people who are going to like a religion or a lot of people who are going to a martial art are going there to get something from it. That, mm. Like most, most people who start martial arts aren't starting martial arts because they want to learn how to fight people. Most people. Now, there are definitely people out there who go, I want to be a fighter. I want to be an MMA guy. You know, most people who are just looking for that stuff don't typically last very long. Sure. Um, most of the people who join, um, they join because they would like to make more friends or they need a mentor or their life isn't going very well right now. Or, sure. um, you know, they want to lose weight. Or they, you know, yep. there's so many reasons that people join. Um, I think that a lot of people get stuck on the reasons they joined. Sure. You know, like, I joined because I wanted to learn how to punch faces. Well, you joined <laughs> for a stupid reason. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be fair to say as well, just thinking about this now, that the the people that perpetuate this sort of make-believe martial arts stuff, they, they, they tend to um, attract people that are maybe... Well, they're obviously more easily led, but if you look at the martial arts, you split it into sort of the, 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 you say the people that want to fight, the people that like the idea of the fighting, but maybe they just, they like the idea of the fighting. They don't actually want to do that part. And those are the people that that I think tend to get sucked into this a little bit more. This, the falsities of, you know, I I can, I can touch you on the head and you're going to. You're going to go to sleep for a week. It, 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 it's they're they're preying on those those people, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Well, it's not. So here's the major problem, and I I don't think a lot of people will agree with me, but I think that will change over time. Okay. Um. Hold on. I got I got a sneeze. <laughs> I don't. We all got to do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Oh yeah, was, that was good. I had to move the phone away from my face. <laughs> I didn't want to blow your speakers out, man. Um, now you just chi blast somebody in the next room with that sneeze. Somebody had a heart attack in the, the condo over. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so um, I, I apologize. My my thought went away from me. Oh, the, uh, the, the reason I think people are falling down this rabbit hole isn't yeah. what I think that most people assume. I think most people assume that these people are just gullible and stupid. And I've seen, I've definitely seen people say they deserve it, which I, I never agree with that. I never think like, usually again, I'll say nine times out of 10, there's always extenuating circumstances, but usually the victim is the victim. <laughs> you know, yes. that's like saying, well, she shouldn't have been dressed like that. Like what? Like why? She's the, she's the victim, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Uh, and so it's the same thing with people who fall for this stuff. It's actually not that hard to get people to fall for it. And I'll kind of explain that a little deeper. And I think it's important for people to hear. But um, there are people who are really good at martial arts and terrible at business. Or there are people who are really good at business but terrible at martial arts. <laughs> yes. And you usually don't get the two to meet. Because mm-hmm. a lot of martial artists think that making money in the martial arts is bad. That is ridiculous. It, it, yes, it's very it's ridiculous. It's a business, you know, and like, and how people treat it now is kind of like a public pool. So let's say we're all hanging out in a public pool, right? And it's mm-hmm. karate and taekwondo and jujitsu 
and even Akito was there. You know, he's got floaties. He's spinning in circles, and he's trying to bite his own ear. But he's there, and he's welcome because <laughs> he's one of us, right? And so we're all <clears> at <throat> the pool, and then here comes George Dillman, and he walks up to the pool, and he just starts peeing in it. Now, right. now, how most martial artists actually interpret this are like this. They go, oh, well, if we just ignore him, he'll go away. We're just going to focus on our students and make our students the best we can make them. Well, George Dillman keeps peeing in that pool. Okay, nobody stopped him. He's going to continue. And then you know what's going to happen? Here comes the Bujin Khan ninjutsu people. Oh, my God. George Dillman's peeing in the pool. We can pee in the pool, too? All right. And so here they come, and they start peeing in the pool, too. And then they continue that logic. Oh, well, if we just yeah. ignore it and focus on our students, then they'll go away. Well, while they've been there, they've been working on getting better at business. While these people mm -hmm. who are in the pool have been just getting better at learning how to swim. And so yeah. even though they're focusing all their attention on something that's noble and good, which is getting better at the arts, they're forgetting that those people who are peeing in our pool are getting better at business. And they're learning the tools and the tricks to get people signed up to join their studios. And you have to remember, in martial arts, we don't cold call people. We don't go door yeah. to door, standing, like, hey, you should join our martial arts studio. We don't do that. Anybody that comes to us already has the interest of of the studio. They yeah. already want to join you. That's why they came. So it's up to us to keep them there. Well, yeah. that's done through sales. You yeah. have to understand sales. And you don't have to be a pressure salesman. You don't have to, like, be, like, use trickery. But you do have to understand common sense is that these people already are coming to you. They want to sign up at your studio. You're pushing them away. That's mm -hmm. the only options. Either you convince them to stay because they already came or you push them away. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who are great at martial arts don't understand that. They go, well, if our art's just good enough, then they'll enjoy it. No, that's not how this shit works. If I start, if I make the greatest pizza on the planet, right, best pizza ever made hands down can prove it. And it's in my kitchen, but I advertise it to no one. It's going to go bad, no matter yeah. how good it is. You have to learn how to advertise. You have to learn how to sell. You have to learn how to get people in your door and keep people in your door. And you can't yeah. just do that by going, well, my jiu-jitsu is just good enough. My karate is just good enough. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't care how good you are. I've seen so many multiple-time world champion studios crumble because they didn't take the time to get a business mentor. They mm -hmm. spent all these years with a black belt mentor, an instructor mm -hmm. above them, a grandmaster, mm -hmm. a professor, a sensei, and they thought that was the most honorable thing. But then when it came time to learn how to get business involved, they were like, you know what? I know I had to spend years and years and years upon years studying and getting better under somebody who knew what they were doing. But when it comes to business, screw that. I'll just wing yeah. it. And that's dumb. And that's why these businesses, that's why these frauds are able to flourish. Is because that mentality, that mindset that if I just work on my stuff, my jujitsu, my karate, then it will succeed. And if I ignore them, they'll just go away. And that mm -hmm. is a huge lie that is perpetuated. It does make you wonder, though, especially, I mean, it, the, the way that social media is constantly evolving and the way that media is such in the, in the video format now, it, it's catching more and more of these people out. Yet they're still managing to carry on perpetuating the same lies. Um, it, are they just finding more creative ways to um, cover up what they're doing? Or 
are people just still falling for it? Well, I mean, because you see videos, videos are coming out all the time on YouTube and people like yourselves showing these people at live events saying, you know, well, I'd like you to try this on me. And then they have like eight, nine, ten goes and then they'll go, well, your toes down and your tongues up and, you know, <laughs> you're, you're turning, you're, you're turning, you're looking to the West and the, the you I know. see you've been watching my videos. Of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but yet these people seemingly, even though these videos are out there, they're still managing to have some level of success, and I, I, it it, may, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? Well, so let me. I'll kind of break down at least a little bit of business. Like one thing that I do that actually people like, how do you make money doing this? Like one of the big things that I do is I've been doing business consulting for like the last two years, and when I started okay. doing that, helping good studios grow. Um, it's been it's helped tremendously because that's one of the biggest questions I get is how come that fraud has a hundred people in his seminar and I can't get five students in my door? You know, well, that's easy. So I'll give everybody a little taste, a little trick on how to get people in your door. It does not matter what you are teaching. That's where people need to get that out of their head. What you're teaching is not the reason people are staying in your studio. Right. It could be badminton. It could be basketball. No matter what it is, you're going to get the same exact five what we call objections. So whenever you go to sign somebody up, the one word that you will rarely hear is the word no. Right. Sure. So let's say day one, you walk into, let's say, uh, George Dillman. Well, I'll just pretend I'm George Dillman right now. And so this is how this is going to go. Right. Okay. I'm not going to teach you how to knock people out with your mind on the first day. Right. We can all pretty much assume that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's say I teach you something that's universally taught that you can say, oh, that makes sense. I understand it. So let's say on your trial class, you came in, let's say you did an hour with everybody. Everybody there has a role. Mm -hmm. When you walk in the door, I have somebody there to greet you. When you called, I talked to you on the phone personally. When you took the class, I shook your hand. I welcomed you warmly, right? Here yeah. is where the metal meets the meat. Here is where you start to sell somebody. It's not going to be because of the front kick you talk. It's going to be because of these five rules. Now, the five objections are I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It's too far away. I need to think about it or I need to talk to my spouse. Yep. Those are the five things that you're going to hear instead of the word no. And again, mm -hmm. the reason that you're going to hear these objections is because these people already came to you with the intent of wanting to do this. So sure. they just need they have a problem pulling the trigger. Now, for anybody who's in a legitimate business, you have the best of intentions, right? Sure. You go, hey, man, look, your doctor told you that you need to lose 60 pounds. I am quite positive that you will lose 60 pounds here. Let's go ahead and get this signed up. And then you do and you help them lose the weight and you're a good human being. But mm -hmm. on the other end, right, if your intentions are ill and you're like, well, I just need the money, then that's a bad reason to try to sign somebody up. But sure. I digress. Let's take it back so that way I can show everybody how to sign people up real quick, right? So because of these five objections, you're going to have to run into those obstacles. So why not get rid of them in the first five minutes? So whenever somebody walks in your door, you go, hey, man, my name is George Dillman. How are you? And they go, my <laughs> name is Steve. I go, oh, that's awesome, Steve. Are you coming from home or from work? They go, oh, well, I'm coming from home. I actually live right around the corner. Boom. Right there. I yep. just took care of one objection. You can no longer tell me when we go to sign the contract, whether it be month to month, or whether it be a year or whatever the contract is, that you were too far away. You can't tell me that. Mm. You just told me you live right around the corner. Sure. So we, so we continue. I go, awesome, man. Well, what brings you in? 
well, you know, I want to learn how to, um, how to defend myself. I, I come from a, a rough neighborhood and I've gotten a few altercations and, you know, I feel like I'm not prepared. Okay, that's cool. How long have you been thinking about doing this? Oh, man, I've been thinking about doing this for like over a year. Boom. Objection number two taken care of. You can no mm -hmm. longer tell me at the end of this that you have to think about it. You mm -hmm. just told me you've been thinking about this for over a year. So we move on. Then I go, well, that's awesome. And, you know, I understand. But in order for this to work, you definitely have to have the support of your family or your loved ones. Do you have support from them? Oh, yeah, of course, man. My wife is all about this. Boom. Now you can no longer tell me you need to speak with your spouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. One. now we have the last two, right, which is money. What was the other one? It's money distance. I have to think about it. I need to talk to my spouse. Anyway, we'll just go to money. I'm trying right. to I'm trying to remember that I should have written them down as you were telling me. <laughs> right. And so I'm sorry. Like uh, I'm trying to do this quick without having all my, my notes. No, 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 no. It's fine. So and then we have to deal with money. Money is the biggest one. right? It is. Yeah. Um, oh, time. Time is another time. one. You can knock out real time. fast. I go, I go, OK, cool, man. Well, I know you're coming in today. You know, well, you know, in order for you to reach those goals, how many days a week do you think it's going to take for you to get there? And they're going to go. Well, you know, I think it's going to take me about two years to really get good at this. And I go, OK, that's a good amount of time. And anything that you tell me under a year, I'm going to tell you no, because that's just realistic. But also, it allows me to get you signed up on a year contract. So yeah. if somebody goes, you know, I think it's only going to take about three months for me to get good. I go, well, let's be realistic. All right. It's going to definitely take you more than three months to get proficient at self-defense. But what do you think a year? Do you think a year is fair? Oh, yeah, that sounds good. They don't know you're selling them already. Yeah. They don't they're not aware of this. So now when you go down to sit down to sign them up with a year contract that they've already agreed to before they've even taken a class. So then finally, we go to sit down, we go to talk about money. There's a million different ways to do this. One of those ways is add a registration fee that doesn't exist. So, for instance, I go, OK, man, here's the contract. I give them two different options and I go, I'll tell you what, because it's your first day. Let's say we usually have like $150 registration fee. I'll waive that for you on your first day. You won't have to worry about paying that if you decide to sign up today. Now, of course, if you tell me, man, money is tight. Well, I just saved you $150 and I give you some other type of special deal. Yeah. That's only going to be good for today. Come on. Like, it's going to be hard for you to argue that, you, you know, and you already are coming to this trial class with the intent of signing up. Now, granted, there are definitely people out there who say they can't afford things, but people buy shit they can't afford all the time. That's just yeah. true. They have yeah. all they have like every subscription service that's streaming. They have credit cards like credit card is literally means I can't afford this <laughs> <You know? laughs> credit card is just another word for I couldn't afford this in the first place. But now I'm going to make payments for something I couldn't afford, you mm -hmm. know, and so people will buy stuff as long as you're willing to sell it. And so if they already came to your studio and you're already able to get past these five objections, what you teach them does not matter. And that's what people are having a hard time with when it comes to like the blockage of understanding how these people get signed up. That part is easy. Signing people up is easy if you are, know what you're doing. It's mm. just like a technique. It's just like a jab, cross, an arm bar, a guillotine choke. Doesn't matter. It's a technique. And if you use the technique, you will be successful if you practice. If you just wing it, like if you're like, yeah, I already know how to fight. I'm a street fighter. You know, um, I watch a lot of Bruce Lee movies. Well, okay, you <laughs> obviously are going to suck, right? 
And we could all laugh at that as martial artists, right? How ridiculous that sounds. That's how ridiculous it sounds to me whenever I hear people talk about their businesses are going to grow because yeah. of their art. Bullshit. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> and they don't understand that. And then that's why they can't quite process how these people are so successful is because they're wrapping their mind around only one half of this, which is what you're teaching. They're not wrapping it around sales, business, and none of that is dirty tactics if you have good intent. Mm. If that person really does need to lose 100 pounds and they have had a hard time for the last five years pulling the trigger on joining an exercise program, you might save their life. That's sure. a fact. But <laughs> again, yeah. these are tools that you can either use for good or they're tools that you can use to take advantage of people. Yeah, if, you, if, if you're using it to sign them up to teach them a secret death touch that's been handed down from generation to generation, <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly. not quite so good. Um, you must at certain points get people that have been almost indoctrinated into these societies, shall we say, that uh, you know, somewhere down the line, maybe a two year or two in, they suddenly go, oh no, what have I, what have I joined? Have you come across many people like that that have come out of this and gone, I, I'm I'm in really deep in this, but I've suddenly realised that it's it's just shit. It's it, it it's all make believe. Have you had have you ever had any people like that contact you before? And yeah, actually, I've had you know, and that's one of the most rewarding parts of this job. With as mm. many with as many people as who don't agree, who give me threats and stuff like that, I get ten times as many people who thank me. Wow. Um, and, you know, they might thank me for different reasons. I get people who say thank you for just the fact that they get a morning laugh every day. I get people <laughs> who thank me because they were a part of an art that they had just joined. They stumbled across the page. They were like, oh, I know that guy. They researched, realized that this is ridiculous, and then backed out. That's the most rewarding thing. There's also a gentleman who, who wrote a book, which is really incredible. Um, and the book was about him being in a, what he called a martial arts cult, which I agree they're cults. Um, mm. And he he joined and then he got all the way up to an instructor level before he really had the realization that he was in a cult. And then wow. he got out um, and now he's uh, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, it's a really, really well written book. Um, man, I wish I had the name of it right here. I'm unfortunately not at my house, but uh, okay. we're going to be interviewing that guy in the documentary. To oh, get wow. the side of somebody who was in it and then got out. Wow, that I mean that really validates it right there, doesn't it? So with the documentary, was it is this something that you've that you've always had in, in the back of your mind as something that you would like to do, or has it sort of um evolved out of the development of the of the entity we called it at the start that is McDojo Life? Well, you, I've always tiptoed with the idea. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously people online are going to just want entertainment, <laughs> yep. you know, They're like you should just go to these studios and fight them. Well, that's dumb. Now I get to go someplace and I have, I have premeditation in mind for violence. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to equal jail time for me at all. And it's dumb. <laughs> like, let's just say the truth, right? Any given Sunday, even Anderson Silva's lost. Mm. Most every fighter loses. The, the ability to be better than another human being isn't what this is all about. Even sure. it doesn't really matter that way. It's, it's, that's, that's ridiculous. The only reason people want me to go place to place to place and fight them is because they just want to see a fight. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, yeah. they don't want anything resolved. Like I treat this like the anti-smoking campaign here in the United States. <laughs> we, had a, uh, <laughs> we had a campaign called the Truth Campaign. And um, okay. basically they just started giving out information, factual information about what smoking does to you. 
And over the years, our smoking rates here in the United States have dropped drastically. I mean, just ridiculous numbers. And it was all it wasn't because they walked up to the president of the Marlboro Company and punched him in the face. (laughs) They weren't like smoking's bad. Punch face. (laughs) Gotcha. You know, no, they didn't do that. They just walked. They they decided to push as much truth out there as they could. And they did it in a way that got people's attention. Well, this is getting people's attention. (laughs) So this is working a hell of a lot better than just going door to door fist fighting people. (laughs) You know, and I think the thing with it is as well is if if let's say there's a group or an individual that ends up included, if they're if they feel that there is that much of a serious injustice against them, they simply have to prove that what you've said isn't true. But they know that they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, and that's, that's, and that's one thing I want people to understand. I yeah. Anything that I post, I am definitely willing. I 100% am willing to admit I am wrong. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. I don't want to ruin someone's life. I don't sure. want to like take away their only source of income if they're a good human being. But I will not waver on the rules. Mm-hmm. That is standard. Those rules are in place not only to keep me in check, but to keep everyone else in check. So I don't waver from those. So somebody, I, I, you know, I've had to deal with some people who were good human beings. I mean, they donated to charity. They helped out in their neighborhoods. They cleaned them up from drugs. All these great things, right? But yeah. they also are teaching people that they can knock people out with their mind. So with all of that, I say good. I'm so glad that they were able to go out and help and do all these great things. But they are also bad shit crazy. And so I'm not really <laughs> focusing on, okay, this guy like cleaned up all these problems. I'm focusing on the one or two people who don't give a shit that he did that, join that martial arts studio, believe it, and then get stabbed because they were taught that it, this would work. You know, yeah. those people while they're laying there bleeding or when they get the shit beat out of them, aren't going to care that he cleaned up some problem in the neighborhood. Those True. people are no longer safe. So we have to be like, we have to have our checks and balances with this stuff, you know, and usually... You know, you were you were asking about like what my original goal was, like if I had that goal of a documentary, you know, I've I've always wanted to do something bigger and get it out there to seen by more people, because the more people who see it, the more people you can help. You can you can really, truly help them. And so not everybody's going to agree 100 percent with me. And that's fine. But at Mm. least give people the option to give people the option to get the research in. Let them research themselves. If they believe in she, they believe in it. I can't change somebody's mind. But at least if we do a documentary and we can give them hard facts, hard evidence, right, and in a yep. form that's entertaining, then maybe they'll listen and maybe it'll help somebody. Sure. Sure. I, I would imagine that right now, uh, since that trailer has dropped, there are some people getting quite twitchy in their chairs. Uh, <laughs> I got a call from Beijing, China last night. So, yeah, definitely. Wow. That's crazy. But there, there you see right there in, in itself, it's having an effect. If if somebody is taking the time to call from China, to, to you know that's wow that is that that that's that's quite quite the result there. Uh, fair play to you for that one. Now, um, as I mentioned earlier in the week when we were chatting back and forth about getting this interview set up, um, over in the UK right now we're in the middle of our anti-bullying uh, campaign. Uh, it's a national campaign um, highlighting the plights of bullying in 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 all in all its forms. Um, and I know that during our first chat in our interview earlier this year, you spoke a little bit about your experiences growing up with bullying. And I wondered if you'd be comfortable with sharing some of that again with us. Yeah, not a problem. So 
the reason I started martial arts was because of bullying. And I actually, I don't agree with the word itself, to be honest. Okay. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit, but, Absolutely. um, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was born with a cleft palate, so I have scars on my face. Um, and when I was a child, I had to undergo a lot of surgeries. Um, so I was constantly in the hospital. I had, uh, you know, I was con- my face was constantly changing its shape because of the surgeries I was having. I was having skin grafts and bone grafts. Oh, wow. Um, I was going through speech therapy. Um, you know, I, I had a lot as a, as a child to try to work on. And uh, sure. I wouldn't say overcome, you know, it's just the way I fucking look, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, get a more of a personality, I guess. I don't know. But whenever you um, whenever you're going through stuff like that, children just don't understand what they're looking at. So they're curious. So sure. as a child, you know, it's constant questions and bombardments of being picked on and then have to fight all the time because, you know, people are saying these offensive things to you. And, you know, you say something back and they get offended. And next thing you know, you're fighting. Yeah. Um, but I got I got jumped by a group of six kids. I was uh, in, in a gym class. Some kids said something to me. So I turned around and said something back. Next thing you know, a group of six kids got up and came over and they were they were using it as an excuse basically to beat me up. And so mm. once I once I walked outside, the, the bell had rung for the class to be over and they just immediately started beating me right outside this class. And they beat me for five minutes straight because that's the uh, that's the, the time between the bells uh, from one class ending to the next class beginning. And uh, oh. I remember still getting hit while the other bell was while the next bell rang. So I know it was over five minutes um, and they, wow. stabbed me, they stabbed me with pencils. They hit me with book bags. They kicked me in the face. I was hurt pretty bad. I actually had to go to the hospital. Wow. Um, and then uh, two teachers stood there and watched the entire thing. They did nothing what? about it. There was some type of a rule um, going on at that time where a lot of teachers at the time had been breaking up fights. But then the parents of those kids were suing because they the teachers were leaving like bruise marks or arm or uh, grab marks. And they were winning <laughs> because technically Jeez. they still are hurting the child, even though they were doing the right thing. And so those two teachers stood there and watched the entire thing. Um, and they did nothing about it because of the stupid rule. And uh, the, the rule was is that the, the law enforcement officer who was on site had to break up the fights. Well, unfortunately, he was breaking up a fight on the other side of the campus at that time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I was laying there bleeding. My glasses were all broken. Um, and then a friend of mine picked me up who was late to that class. And uh, he picked me up and he handed me a card and he said, you need this. Just like that. Never forget that. Um, remember that to this day. He's still my best friend to this day, actually. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, he handed me a card. He said, you need this. And it was for karate. And so my birthday was only a month away. So my mom, who was very overprotective, she wouldn't let me do baseball, football, anything. Or did I get hurt? Um, as soon as I asked her for this, she was like, okay. And she gave it to me as a birthday present. Oh, wow. <laughs> so here I am, uh, 22 years later. Um, and because of one person's act of kindness to pick me up and suggest something that'll help me, which was martial mm. arts. Um, I, I was a full-time martial arts instructor. I'm a third-degree black belt in karate. I'm a third-degree black belt in Lusa Jodo, which is a weapon system not too many people have heard of. I'm a mm-hmm. purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a 6-0 and o amateur boxer, a 4-2 and two amateur kickboxer. I traveled the world internationally for two years with a kickboxing team. Um, you know, I owned a karate school for four years. I've been able to teach thousands of people seminars. Um, yeah. And, you know, and all because one act of kindness during a time of being bullied. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and there's a really cool full circle thing. You're now in a position 
through your persistence with the with the entity. I like that phrase actually. With the is McDojo life, and um, you're now giving giving that back to other people on a, on a much larger scale. I love how those things come full circle like that. Sometimes that's really cool. Yeah, and some people still think I'm a bully, which is funny. They're like, it's interesting, is isn't it? Well, it's yeah, subjective. Like, yeah, it's subjective though, that isn't it? You know, um, sometimes we need to give these people that don't realize a bit of a gentle nudge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like um, my intent is never to destroy the other human being or hurt their feelings. I don't actually give a shit about the other person's feelings. I'm not there to hurt them. I'm not there to boost them up. What I am there to do is question what they're doing. And mm. if they can prove me wrong, and they have like, uh, uh, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is how this works, and it makes 100% sense, and it's functional, and it won't get someone hurt. Cool. Then I'm wrong. Yeah. I will go on video and say, I am incorrect. This is correct. I don't have a problem with that because integrity in this is kind of important. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Have you, have you, out of interest, have you ever had anybody come forward and say, um, I would like to be on video with you showing you that my secret technique works? So that you can show everybody. Has, has anybody ever come forward to that as an offer? Nope. That's, and, that's uh, strange, here's, isn't it? That <laughs> here's another thing that's funny is I go live, and I've done this for as long as Instagram has had live. I go live once a week, every week on Monday, and I go on live and I let people join me live. Whoever wants to join me, hmm. whoever doesn't matter. Now, ten, also, before I tend to block people on my site, because I do have to block people from time to time who are just spamming yeah. or who threaten me. And like at the moment that they just start hurling insults at me, I have no time for that. I yeah. wouldn't do that to them. I don't have time for that. I try to answer and be as respectful to people as I possibly can be, even if I don't agree with them. So the sure. moment they start becoming childish, I block them. I have mm. no time for that. But before I block them, I always give them an opportunity to join me on live. And I let them know, hey, I'd like you to join me for on live and discuss this face to face. They never have. Not one time, not <laughs> once in the six years had they even been willing to get on camera to discuss and prove me wrong. We're live. If you got me, you got me. There's nothing I could do. I can't edit it. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And I want that fairness there. But they never do. And I think the thing is, is that they just get offended because of the fact that maybe I'm correct about what I was saying and yeah. maybe I'm wrong, you know, but that's just my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it is, it's, it's martial arts. It's an eclectic mix, isn't it? It's a funny, funny old circles. And just some, the, the difference in the types of videos and content that, that you put out as well. I mean, obviously some of it's there as a humorous thing, but some of it is just truly shocking. The things that people are tricked into thinking, they'll be safe to do, you know, um, you know, we're going to run this vehicle over you or we're going to, you know, stay, stand here. I'm going to do this. You'll be fine. And they, they do it. And then obviously then they're not fine. Yeah. But then people still part of the, um, the trailer we just dropped. All right. Yes. uh, In Indonesia, Salat is like very fine line between the religious part of it and the, uh, the spiritual part of it and the, um, the physical part of it. And yep. so uh, Salat is a very difficult art to navigate because, it, believe it or not, here in the United States, Salat is, to me, is way more legitimate than it is overseas. Because at least here in the United States, some of the crazy hokiness that comes with it isn't even really allowed here. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like you can't do a Salat demonstration, which was the truck thing, where they yeah. had these um, – this is in Indonesia. They had 
a group, I don't know, it looked like maybe 200 people standing around, if not more, in this mm. uh, field area, which looks like it was maybe outside of someone's village or town. And they had all these bodies laying down. They all had like green sashes on. And so they're all laying down on their stomachs. Um, and then the camera pans out. And then you see like a, a, a block, which is like a wedge shape, mm. which you uh, know is like a ramp for some, a car to drive up. And then yeah. he backs up even more, and you see this military-grade-sized truck. Oh, it's just crazy. And then you realize that the people who are laying down are in their teens, anywhere oh, no. between, like, 12 to 17. Mm. Then this truck starts up, and it goes over this ramp. Well, the ramp was much taller than the people. So mm. when, the ramp, when the truck comes off this first ramp, it lands hard on the first person. Then it commences to running over the others. And you can see in the video, like, the guy who's, like, fourth in line just backs out because he's got yeah. common sense. He grows it. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and he just yeah. doesn't do it. Smart on him. That's called intelligence. Um, yeah. And then, you know, but after that truck was done running those people over, the first two kids were unresponsive. And, and, um, so they try to make the uh, – they wind up reviving the, the second kid in the row, but the first kid never gets re revived. All you see – and like this goes on for like at least two minutes. Oh, it never comes to And you know, it, it, and then they, they have to carry this kid's body off frame. I, I get sent stuff I can't post, like so much stuff I can't post because it would get taken down. Yeah. But um, it's that kind of stuff that just kills me because people don't see the danger because they don't see that type of how it could be. It can be that. You can get people to drink this Kool Aid to do whatever it is you want them to do. And this now martial arts might just be that first catalyst. And what I am terrified and I, I'll be damned as long as I have some air in my lungs that there'll be another like um, there'll be another cult leader like yep. there was like Jim Jones yep. to make these people believe so, so much and then take advantage of them and then have them drink that Kool-Aid or kill them. And, and people mm -hmm. laugh. They oh, it never happened. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know, and this might just be that vehicle that they use and the exact same way. It's just they're they're just using karate as the thing to hide it. They're not hiding behind some religion, they're yep. hiding behind the spirituality of the martial arts. And they can take advantage of people just as much and get them hurt just as bad, if not worse, because I've seen it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, people get swept away in the mysticism of it all. Um, I think I think we we're all influenced by it to a certain degree. It's just it takes us in different different routes. For example, when I was a kid growing up, I saw the Karate Kid on TV, and I was like, "That's what I want to do. I want to balance on boats and do punches, <laughs> and I want to stand on posts and do crane kicks. I want to enter tournaments and and clear out everybody." It, obviously, it's not realistic, but you get caught up in that mysticism as a child, and then you're like, then you you're, you're instructed when you get the good intention. One will go, "Okay, well that stuff's cool." But this is, you know, this is what we're really doing, and we'll, they'll gently nudge you. But then these other people take you the opposite way. They go, ah, okay, I can see that you're. This is this has caught your attention. Let's let's go down this path. And then before they know it, they're laying on the ground, and a truck's running over them. <sighs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to be Michelangelo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. Damn it! But you hey, know you what? you got you got some way there though. To be fair, yeah. I've seen your I've seen your Chuck skills. <laughs> well, you know, but I didn't turn out to be a six foot four uh, green turtle that lives in the sewer. <laughs> no. You know, so you can get some of it like that's that's the whole thing. That is martial arts in a nutshell, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like some of it is completely and 100 percent really realistic and doable. 
right? And it could defy what most people consider as reality. Some can, right? There's people who do the acrobatic kicking or who yeah. can, they can like do a standing, like double backflip and land on their feet. I can't do that shit. Does it mm. mean that it can't be done? No, it mm. could be done. I've seen it done. But, mm. you know, like, what are you doing it for? Now, if you do it because you want to be a stunt person, that is awesome. I say go yep. for it. If yep. you try to convince people that you can double backflip your way out of something in self-defense, eh, no. You know, it's like there's there's always that fine line between what is what is reality and what sure. is the fantasy, you know? Sure. And and even even with that, that's that sort of training in mind as well. You know, there's a tangible there's a there's you can give somebody a progressive list of, you know, you're watching me do this double back somersault. Well, here here's how I did it. Here mm-hmm. here are the steps that I took to get to this. The difference between that and say chi blasting somebody across a TV studio, or could you show me how you did that? Or well, no, I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. There's you know, no, that's, there's that's no physics. There's no standard. science. You know, that's no. the standard for knowing what is and what is not real. Is can mm-hmm. you, can you at least walk me through it verbally? And if you can't, well, if you can't even explain it, <laughs> you know, one or two things: either you're a really terrible teacher, <laughs> or <laughs> right, or this isn't real. It's it's a fantasy, you know, and that you know, like if you want to play D and D, that's cool, man. I roll that that two D six and play that D D D and D. You know, if you want to like um, LARP and you want to play dress up like a ninja and go do that in the woods, that is completely fine. But don't mm-hmm. sit there and try to call it something that's real if it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget that. There's that one particular video in a TV studio where the guy fires the firing chi at each other across the studio. They're taking yeah. it in turns. It's brilliant. <laughs> like chi fighting. I remember that. And the guy, the, 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 the last one, he really throws himself into the the surroundings. <laughs> it's just like, wow! To give the guy an award for that—that's that's amazing. Even the guy that throws the blast, looking a little bit like that was a little bit over the top. You know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't blast you that hard. <laughs> Listen, yeah, um, it's been it's been great. Look, it's been great chatting. This we've been speaking for nearly an hour already. It's gone so fast. Um, before I close it though, just just out of interest, you know, how is your own training going and progressing? And you know, uh, has this opened doors for you as well with regards to your own progression and 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 getting out there and doing more i mean it's a little hit or miss like one thing that i really enjoyed this last year especially with all the traveling is going to different people's studios yeah Uh, you know like when i was in london i got to take some taekwondo which was great it was so fun great studio Um, when i go to new york you know i have studios that i like to train in new york um you know there are the bigger ones like the marcelo garcias and the henzos and stuff like that but i really enjoy like looking for those like little studios yeah little hidden gems yeah um I got to go to Jackson Winklejohn in Arizona, um, yeah. you know, so it's it's fun, uh, but it is hit or miss. Like I do have to still be very cautious about what gym I go to, how they treat me is different sometimes. Um, I don't want to be treated any different. Some people think that I'm there to expose their gym, and I have to explain like, look, I'm just working out, <laughs> like yeah, you know, hammer in my hand, man, like. Um, and then I, there's some places that invite me, and that's cool. But then the instructors are like constantly like looking over the shoulder and they want to test me like look I, i'll be oh, the first wow. person to tell you i am mediocre at this <laughs> you know i am yeah. i am not the greatest fighter on the planet nor do i claim to be nor will i ever claim to be you know i had my moment of competition i had my my early 20s mid 20s where all i did was travel the world and compete i'm yeah. just not competitive right yeah. i don't i see that there's more to this than kicking and punching faces and i just simply enjoy it yeah. Um, my training locally hasn't been nearly as good. I mean, just because, in all honesty, this takes up 
a ridiculous amount of time, especially since I'm the only person having to to deal with over uh, half a million followers now across different platforms. Wow. I answer every direct message. Um, anybody who wants to talk to me, I'm willing to talk to them. Anybody who has any type of an issue, I'm willing to talk and address it with them. Um, eventually, I'm hoping within this next year, I'll have a team. Um, yeah. You know, and also I have apparel. Um, I also have um, a documentary I'm working on. Yep. I've been working on writing a book. The book has absolutely nothing to do with my dojo life whatsoever. Um, wow. You know, like I, I, I'm trying to stay as busy as I can to, to really make something of this. And unfortunately, like I said, it's not all about the kicks and punches. So sometimes I got to do something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's been fantastic talking. I uh, really do appreciate your time. And I encourage anybody out there that's listened to this that that hasn't seen Madojo Life to go and find it. Pretty much it, on any social media platform, if you type it in, you're going to find some content there. Um, what I would say is schedule yourself some time. Don't do what I've done in the past. Instead, I'll just, you know, I'll grab a coffee, sit down for five minutes. Half an hour later, you're still clicking through videos thinking, <laughs> I cannot actually believe that people do this. You know, um, you've got to be got to be strict with your time. And and as Rob mentioned, the apparel as well. Go check that out because this, I've seen some of this stuff and it's really cool. And in fact, I need to get some ordered as well. Uh, rep it over in the UK. Um, yeah. But next time, next time you come over to the UK, we should meet up and make sure that you don't end up getting threatened by any crazy taekwondo teachers. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I can take you around some of the less crazy taekwondo schools. Um, but uh, now, joking aside, it's been great. Uh, best of luck with everything. Um, when the documentary lands, or when you know, if you, if hopefully you don't, but if you do get to the point where you have uh, any crowdfunding, do let me know, and I'll be sure to It'll share be that. January first. Yep, I'll share it with the listeners, um, and we'll 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 get this the attention it needs, and and get it to Netflix. And it, as as Rob mentioned as well, you know, if you do see any of the links out there, do share them, and do make sure you tag Netflix in there. And if you know anybody that works at Netflix, especially in the UK, hit me up, let me know, and we'll let's see if we can uh, lend them a hand with getting this going. Yeah, I appreciate that. Not a problem at all. We'll have a great rest of your day, whatever you have got planned, and your weekend. And um, let's do this again in another year's time. All right, sounds good, brother. Thank you very much. All right, man. Later. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Big thank you to Rob from McDojo Life there for his time. As he, as he mentioned at the uh, the close of the interview there, he's a very, very busy guy. So I do appreciate him giving up nearly an hour of his time. Um, yeah, especially with the time difference that we had. It's pretty huge time difference. I mean, what was it? It was one thirty UK time here, and I think it was about 7.30 a.m. there. So it's, it's you know really good of him to get up and, and give up his time in that in that way. Um, be sure, as I said, be sure to do. If you, if you haven't checked out McDojo Life... I'll link some of the um, various links to the social media groups in the show notes. So do go check it out. Um, some of it's some of it is incredibly amusing, and some of it is absolutely shocking um, to believe that this sort of stuff goes on in the martial arts. But anyway, as I've said, the martial arts does attract quite an eclectic mix of people. So earlier on in the episode, I'd mentioned um, our current social media issues as uh frustrating as it is and um, we're, we're having to sort of work around it um what i'm looking to do in the new year obviously we've taken the some quite I'll, I'll say significant steps this previous couple of episodes obviously we had our jean-claude van damme special which you know he shared which was awesome then we had our mark de cascos episode which again he very kindly shared and sent over 
a clip, an exclusive audio clip just for our podcast, which, you know, that, can't say better than that, really. It's absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we've we've taken some decent steps this last couple of months, and I want to keep up that momentum. Now, since day one and the inception of this podcast, it has been me sat in my studio at my desk or at home at my table in my living room with my microphone set up recording these. Um, not that that's a problem at all, but what I need to do in 2020 is invest some more time and some more money into this to take it to the next level. Because let's face it, you know, you guys, I want to give the best to you guys that I can. And I know from what people ask that you're wanting specific people on the podcast. Now, the reality of getting bigger guests on, and, and this isn't them being in any way funny, obviously, it, it it's business for them. You know, some some people demand certain uh, listenership levels and certain stats in order to justify them being involved with the podcast. And that's, you know, it's just a realistic part of the business that is podcasting. Now, in order to be able to generate those numbers, we need to spend some money on advertising. As interesting as Rob says, you know, you can have the best product in the world, but if people don't know about it, then why are they going to pay any attention to it? And it's the same with this podcast. Now, I'm not by any means saying I've got the best podcast in existence. I'm always going to be a little bit biased with my own podcast. But, you know, joking aside, you know, if if people don't know about it, then why are they going to listen to it? Now, one of the big things that you guys can do, which I've mentioned before, is you can share the Living What's It's Out of the Links on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere share those links because that does a huge amount towards spreading the word um, of the podcast so that we get new listeners coming in. But from our side, what I need to do once our Facebook block is up, is be more active with advertising. And actually, admittedly, we need to bring in some experts in this, which, you know, costs money. It's not free. So I want to be looking to uh, approach different marketing groups. Um, So where can you help with that? Unless you run a marketing company and you're willing to help me out with some time there. Um, The best thing that you guys can do is to get involved with any of our affiliate schemes or any of our promotions that we're running. Now, obviously, um, the most obvious ones are our show sponsors, which is mitmaster.com. If you go to our website, kickbackpodcast.com, at the very top of there, there is a banner directly through to the Mitmaster content, all the different content, whether it's pad training, whether it's class plans, whether it's entire syllabus, whether it's you're wanting to train in the Mitmaster program yourself. There is so, so, so much there from boxing to kickboxing to kicking drills to, to boxing drills to grappling work there's there's so much there if you're interested if you've been thinking and getting involved or if you actually have one of the mitmaster products now if you're looking to get involved and buy more if you go through the link on our website or the link within our show notes we do get a percentage of that back now it doesn't cost you any more it's exactly the same you get the same content but what matt has very generously agreed to do is to give us a percentage of each of those sales so that goes straight back into the show so I can then put that into the advertising which in turn allows us to get bigger and even better guests on than we've ever had before not that I'm not saying we've not had some great and big guests on now (laughs) digging myself a big hole with that one aren't I but you know what I'm saying some of the guests that we would like to approach that will demand certain figures that can help with that so get clicking on that banner at kickbackpodcast.com which is really hard to say when your mouth's uh, cold even cold's hard to say but now if you get on that banner click 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 
Go and have a look at the stuff um, or go through the show notes and buy from there. Um, also, we've got um, our scheme going with our friends at artmarshallclothing.com. If you use the promo code CJ19, you can save yourself 20% on any of their t-shirts, which, let's face it, those t-shirts are very cool. Almost as cool as our official t-shirts that we're going to be stocking very, very soon. Um, I've just this morning done a fresh deal with a clothing company. Um, I'm going to be stocking uh, a limited run of the t-shirts at my studio. Um, so keep an eye out on, on social media, maybe not Facebook, but on Instagram and Twitter and the like pages on Facebook. Uh, my like page still works, just my profile doesn't. For those t-shirts, um, they're actually going to be at a reduced price initially, which will include postage as well. So there'll be no nasty postage charges as I've found a lot of the other companies have whacked on at the last minute. Um, I'll be posting them all direct with my own hands to the postman or post lady, post person. It's 2019, you've got to be careful. Um, straight to your doorstep. So they'll be, yeah, they'll be sent by me personally. And actually, joking aside, if you do, for any bizarre reason, want me to sign any of the stuff, I'll happily do it. Okay, so I think on that note, we should go straight to our conversation, our weekly match chat with Mr. Matthew Chapman, and then I'll catch up with you on the other side. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. All right, guys, so joining us after a couple of weeks' break for various logistical reasons, and me just not being very organized. It's Matthew, Mr. Matthew Chapman. Hey, we need to get like a sound now for when like a round of applause sound or something. Or oh, that'd be um, nice. Or or someone eating like, cake would be good. That'd be one good. of those old-fashioned sounds where you, you press a till and it goes ching, and that thing goes up. Yes, something like that would be good. <laughs> yeah, oh, like a, a tw- uh, an elastic twang sound for pants. No, no. <laughs> no, no. no. A round of applause will do. We don't need the uh, cash register and the pants, pants fingers. <laughs> okay, so, so joining us on the phone, we have Matthew Chapman. Hey. hey! Oh, thank you. Cheers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Said that first, but it didn't happen. Award-winning Matthew Chapman. Ah, uh, yes, apparently. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So what you've been up to, You've um, there's been a lot going on since we last spoke. I've, I've been on one of your training courses. We actually, I, I did some physical stuff. Yes. With you, rather than yes. just chatting, talking, talking about physical stuff. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed good. that. Yeah, it was nice to have you there to have you uh, support. You great big fibber. No, why not? <laughs> it's, it's great to have you there. You, oh, you can okay. do all the stuff, and yeah, that no, was nice. So, yeah, that was good. That was a little seminar I did up in um, Sheffield for Midmaster. That was cool. Um, and then last weekend I was at Mabex, which is a big business conference in the uk for martial arts instructors which is also pretty fun meeting lots of cool instructors uh hanging out chatting learning um bits and pieces about social media marketing and all of that so yeah lovely did gordon lose his voice this year before the end or was he no no he was good he was strong strong to the end he's been building that throat conditioning up he has um so he, he did some great presentations on facebook and um sort of staff training and his his were really really useful because he was just delivering lots of great content yeah uh, so that was uh, that was really good fun and it's well attended and everyone um, left with some new ideas and some new stuff for the business i did a little thing on my usual speech on trying to get people to set up online courses and uh, some of them 
most of them were looking at me blankly, like yeah. uh, <laughs> a few decided that it might be worth uh, considering and investing. And the funny thing is there was a, a person there who had uh, done an online, done in a day with me about six months before. Yeah. And she launched a program at the event and did um, £6,000 at the event in terms of sales. Wowzers. That in, a little... week, in a weekend. So that was that was really nice. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Because it's nice when you help people and then they like get instant results. That's that's awesome. So I was well happy with that. So that's weird. So they were making some money in their smart clothes. They were, they were very, very well dressed. Um so that was that was nice to see people like who I'd helped like succeed and see the yeah. result there and then. That was that was lovely. I like that feeling of, you know, you've helped people and and then they they do good so that was good gives you that warm sort of feeling in the tummy yeah um and then there was a lot on social media which is probably something we should talk about today seeing as the issues you've had social media (laughs) in the last few weeks who needs Um, that (laughs) (laughs) that's it isn't it so you had a a a problem didn't you recently a problem you could Mm. say so yeah i I had a problem i had a i had a loving supporter um sharing their love for my posts um now basically somebody decided (laughs) to um report some of my posts to facebook because they felt they were spammy um, including one to say thank you to people for supporting my facebook group um so yes i i have been simbined for three months from the lovely people at facebook um so although although there's some irony, irony to it um, my like pages do still all work, um, and they do still seem to be getting decent reach. So again, I, I'll, I'll just quickly say, sorry, I am posting in my like pages a ridiculous amount. I'm literally just like, what can I take a photo of? Right, um, my hat. This is the hat that I like to wear <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, but no, joking aside, I'm just trying to sort of push out because I, I wasn't using them very much. I'm, I'm trying to kind of use them as a substitute page until... Until such time as my profile works again. Um, yes. But yes, they haven't blocked my like pages because obviously I can boost the posts and they can make money out of me still. Right. Okay, that's nice. Have they blocked your school's pages then? Or um, So all of my like pages work absolutely fine. I can post to my like pages. I can spend money on my like pages. Right. But I'm not allowed to post inside of my own groups. No. Right. So that doesn't even make have, any sense. Yes, yeah, so groups that I have created... I can't post in them, <laughs> which is, um, you know, it, it is frustrating for, let's say, uh, my online training groups yes. because I can't use them and I have no way of explaining. To, well, I don't want to risk spamming them by sending them messages. I can email some of them, obviously, but, um, yeah, it, yeah it, it just means I can't use those, even though I created them, which is a little bit weird. But, um, yes, it's, it's also meaning I can't con- contact my own students and parents uh, in my own school through, through our Facebook groups. Um, so but I, I've set a staff member as admin, and I'm just going to let them do it for the, short, for the short term. And maybe just let them carry on doing it. Right, yeah. Yeah, that might be an idea. Um, just a transitional phase there. So It's, it's tricky. Like, we know, we as instructors, we tend to focus a lot on our Facebook, don't we? Because yes. it, it works. And, and it's then, easy. Yes. And then something goes wrong for the spanner in the work. And if that's like your primary source of marketing you yeah. could be in the in the doo-doo for a bit can't you yes just a bit 
<laughs> but um, you know, it's it is frustrating. Um, and but what it has, like you mentioned there, it's made me realise that you know I I had an Instagram account, I have a Twitter account, and I have a LinkedIn account, and I was using them, but I was using them as sort of like a second, third, and fourth thought. Yeah, must get it on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, stick it on there. Then I might remember Instagram occasionally. Yes. So now I'm trying to learn the sort of the ins and outs of all three of them and the benefits and the the ways that they work differently and the ways they work the same um and and using them and interestingly enough i found that instagram is a, actually a hell of a lot better place to <laughs> to function than than facebook in certain regards so yeah i, I mean some really people concentrating on that some people love instagram some people love facebook but i think you as you're finding out you can't just rely on one can you you need yep. to be on all the major social media networks and still do your email marketing and still do your flyering and still do your school talks and still do your referral schemes um what i think is happening for a lot of instructors is they're just chucking hundreds of pounds at facebook <laughs> and it's kind of working for them sometimes yeah and sometimes yeah. not and they, it's made us a little bit lazy with our marketing in a sense because we just we just think facebook will solve all our problems Yep, that's Facebook solves all our problems. Could you imagine that? If they, they, under the boost button, they could have a solve all my problems button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> £100 on solve all my problems, please. Yes. How many so, days would you like us to solve your problems for? We find that if you spread it over four days, it works better. You will get much better. That would be the ultimate button, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm always going on at instructors, as you know, about a marketing matrix, like a mix of different things that you do. And not just relying on one channel only because sometimes it can bite you in the ass. Kind of just. Yeah. And the yeah. thing I found at the weekend was um, it was very heavily focused on social media. Yes. Which is fine because it's obviously a big thing. But I think um, a lot of instructors are just forgetting the basics of, you know, retention, having a good referral scheme, doing work in the community, even press releases and PR and things yeah. like that. Um, are still worth doing because, you know, on one of my last press releases I was at um, at my school, the editor got in contact and then sent down a reporter and we had a two-page spread in the local paper, mm. which, you know, the kids aren't reading the local paper, but some of the adults will yeah. be. So you can do these things and they still work. you just got to remember to use them because otherwise you just chuck lots of money at Facebook. And, of course, Facebook can change its rules at any time. Yeah. You don't control what Facebook, how Facebook works or how it operates or what it does with your information, et cetera. So it could just say, right, yeah, businesses are out now. You're not doing any marketing anymore. And yeah. you kind of lose the skills of doing the other stuff. Yeah. I can, can you, you can see it going now like a year or two down the line and – hopefully a future my somebody on the stage this is how you design a leaflet <laughs> yes yes yeah. this is how you do a successful school talk yeah because it's, it's you still got to do these things because they yeah. still work and uh what's going to happen with facebook and um this is not my opinion this is the opinion of gary vaynerchuk who's considered you know the expert on social media currently he's saying that um Big business is currently still spending a lot of money on TV adverts, which don't yeah. work because we never watched them because we fast forward through them. Um, so when they figure out 
you know, BMW, Coke, and these big, big companies figure out that we're not watching their TV ad- adverts. They're going to put all of their money into Facebook, mm. which means because there's only one feed, you know, you're scrolling through your feed, us pokey little martial arts instructors are not going to be able to afford to get our adverts on the feed because as soon as Coke and Pepsi and BMW and all these big companies start chucking their money into Facebook, the price will go up for all ads. Because it's just, it'll be, you know, Facebook will go, oh, look, big money, price worth thing. And then we'll just get outbid, so our ads won't even show up. And I think he's right. Within sort of five years, we won't be able to afford ads to be seen by enough people sure. for a small business. So in which case, you better be starting to think about a backup plan for when you can't afford Facebook ads. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I think, you know, I, I would imagine within months years maybe you know there's going to come a point where the the terms are going to, and i and i believe it's there already um i just they're not particularly strict on it maybe because the the technology's not quite there yet but i think it's going to get to a point where you know you you make you make your a, a personal facebook profile and you stick a poster for your business on there or something and it they'll just turn around immediately and go nope sorry can't do that gone yeah or part of signing up for it will be you're welcome to use Facebook for free, but we still need your credit card details. And the second you bang on a poster, they'll charge you for it. They'll, it they'll, yeah. There'll be some way where they'll, you know, there'll be some way. They'll, they'll, they'll figure out a way of doing it. Um, they'll of course, boot, yeah. boot you off or charge you for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, because I think that's the thing we've talked about before, haven't we? A lot of us, we get so used to, you know, we, we have our phones delivered to our house by the nice delivery man and we open it and facebook's pre-installed it's on there it's sort yeah. of become part of society now it's sort of inter interwoven to a degree where it's just there all the time we take exactly. it for granted but we're still not getting charged for it no um and it, and it won't go on like that there's no way it will it, it, it's i mean i know they're making money anyway but st- still i just i don't see it being continuing to be free no. as it is now you might have to pay not to see ads and things like that they'll be they'll, they'll work out some way a of a uh... subscription service they'll be like facebook gold or something they'll be or i don't know they'll be they'll do something yes it, 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 it's gonna happen isn't it like you say yeah. oh doom and gloom no it's, it's, not <laughs> doom and gloom. it's real realistic practical stuff isn't it because yeah. If you are only Facebook marketing now, and that's your primary method of marketing, in I believe in a few years you're going to be unstuck. You still got to do the basics. You still got to do the referral marketing in your school. You still got to get out into the community and talk to people and and do stuff physically in the community. You know, you can still use press and links on website. You know, having a decent website is still important. All of these things form part of a marketing plan, not just banging 100 quid on Facebook every couple of weeks. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if things kind of come full circle. I mean, I know websites are important still, but I think so many people, they're just internet, social media. They don't go any further than that, do they? They don't go outside of that bubble. No, what they do is they ask their friends on social media, do you know a decent martial arts class locally? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, that way. So you need to be doing the stuff on Facebook where you're constantly promoting yourself in the groups and getting um, stuff out there so that people think of you first. But that's also based on your reputation in the school, isn't it? Because if you teach fantastic lessons and your students love the training, 
they'll pipe up on Facebook. But mm-hmm. That's the place to go. So, yeah, I think uh, there's a danger for instructors of becoming too heavily reliant on one marketing channel and they need to diversify a little bit and protect themselves against the risk of it all going uh, south. Yeah, be interesting if, face, if, if websites do become a lot more relevant again, like they used to mm. years ago. Um, if if that you know if, if Facebook does tighten up on things and and does make it a little bit less easy to sponge off free free publicity constantly, yeah, websites might be be you know might become more relevant and you know. And... Well, it's um, if if people don't know what if you know if they ask on facebook because a lot of people now go straight to facebook to ask people for Mm. recommendations but if they don't get the recommendations they want or like the next thing they're going to do is go to google so you still need to have a website and still be up there ranking on google even as a backup plan you know if you're not doing enough on facebook but yeah it's the whole mix of things i think it's going to go less and less technological so i think people are going to um if you do a lot of, so you kind of do what the opposite of what the masses do. So the masses are all putting money on Facebook. So if you do lots of community stuff and actually get out there and speak to schools and get out there and speak to business owners and get out there and speak to customers face to face and get out there and do demos and talks and uh, free self-defense workshops and all of that, I think that's going to be the next thing, getting back into the face-to-face stuff like we did 20 years ago. Oh dear! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have to talk to people. Yeah, no, awful, isn't it? I know. <laughs> Interact with with people outside with the public. Yes, yeah, so sociable. Yeah. Oh dear me! <laughs> I think that's going to be the the next thing that people are going to get back into. So it's going to go full circle. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Oh. Very cool. So, what have you got coming up? What have you got going on? What's what's in the pipeline? End of um, the year. It's near the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, for me, with the Mitmaster um, stuff I do, Black Friday's approaching, Ooh. and that's always a, a big one for me. So I'll do some promotions for Black Friday and get um, some sales of the Mitmaster products going on there. And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, just, you did. And then it's just uh, getting ready for Christmas, spending the money I made for my Black Friday sale on Christmas presents <laughs> <laughs> and food and decorations and junk. Uh, yeah just kind of winding down a little bit i start planning out my next year so i start working out what i'm going to do next year in the next couple of months with some uh, accountability in there maybe as well well i i need a decent coach on this side of stuff on the digital side because there's lots of business coaches out there but i need someone who's got skills in the area that i work and most of them haven't so they don't really understand the digital they understand you know so it would I do work quite hard myself, and I don't need that much accountability. But it'd be good to bounce ideas off a. Oh no, I do for coach. You do, yeah. <laughs> I need an account. I need. Yeah, we were talking about this women the, the, the day. Yeah. You remember? And I said, you know, what you what are you going to set as your goals for next year? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Keep being ace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to, you know, I I, I have the, I, I have a habit of um, setting the bar way too low, so oh. that I can always easily achieve. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I need to. Um, do you remember we were joking about it, saying, you know, next year we need to get Jackie Chan on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, did that, that terrify yes. you? Did it? It doesn't. It, it doesn't terrify me. Well, no, that's not true. I, I, 
in my, my one part of my brain's going, yeah, that'd be really cool, and the other side's going, stop being idiots. That's never going to happen. Don't set That's that as a goal. So, yeah, but as a year goal, why not? Yeah, can you and imagine also, that? Also, also, it doesn't really matter if you do get him in the end. You've done all the work of building up relationships that may pay dividends in two years or three years or or beyond. If you'd have asked me eight weeks ago if we would have had Jean-Claude Van Damme exactly. and Mark Cascos on the show back yeah. to back, I would have gone, shut up. Exactly. Fool. Uh, so, so getting Jackie could could be the goal for next year. That would be so cool. So I'm going to have Jackie Chan. I'm going to have Jet Li. I'm going to have... I'm going to even have... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just have one. <laughs> just I'm gonna eat, no, I'm going to even have Bruce Lee on the podcast. Yeah, Bruce Lee. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm going to go to Derek Cora or somebody like that and go, can you... Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Channel Bruce Lee for me, please. Just Jackie Chan. Let's focus on Jackie Chan and then let's set that as a goal and then our our listeners will be super excited when it happens. So the 12th of November next year, we can have another one of these chats and we can say, so... Jackie Chan was on. I'm going to just literally have to find him at an event somewhere with a charity thing and and just like run past with a dictaphone and just like... Say sorry. Hi, Jackie, say something. Say hello to us. Listen, he's like, what? Like, that'll do. <laughs> no, I, I think we have to have a proper, like, a 10-minute chat with Jackie Chan. So oh, it's got to be a proper... On. Oh, dearie me. Okay. Come on. Uh, let's set the goal high. Let's set the bar high. Okay, not a, like a two words, Jackie. I want to I want to sit down and chat with Jackie. All right. So what's yours going to be? Then I said you should do a Mitmaster cruise. Um... Yeah, that does sound rather nice, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, that doesn't seem like a like a, a, a scary goal for me. I need to I need to figure something that would because that sounds sounds like fun. So I just do that for fun. I've got okay. to find something that makes me go, ooh. Mm. Um, all right, I'm going to have a think, and you have a think. Where we'll discuss it, discuss it tomorrow, and then the read listeners can uh, hold us accountable next year. <laughs> Love it, love it. All right, dude. Well, thanks as always. Uh, have a great rest of your week and weekend and all that. And uh, Thank you, mate. And you. We'll chat soon. Will do, mate. Bye. Brought to you by www.mintmaster.com. So thank you to Matt for his time. As always, great fun. Really enjoy those chats. I get so much out of it as well, and I'm, I'm hoping you guys do too. So I'm not wanting to labor on it too much. But don't forget, please do go check out all of our fantastic supporters, including mitmaster.com, via our links on our show notes and through our tab at the top of our Facebook page. No, that's not right. Not Facebook. Got Facebook on the brain. On our website, kickbackpodcast.com. If you go to the top, there's a banner there. If you click on it for mitmaster.com, we get a percentage of all the sales that you lovely people buy when you're over on that fantastic website. And, and saying that joke inside, it, it is actually really good content. I use it in my own classes for my own training. I'm actually partway through the Mintmaster training program itself. So I'll hope for, I'm, I'm hoping to be a level one coach and maybe even a level two coach before too long. But next week, moving on to next week's podcast, I'm going to be doing a, one of our ever popular Ask Me a question episodes um, these tend to be one of our most popular or more popular episode types so if you've got a question anything relating to martial arts be it movies be it training be it business be it more of a statement that you're wanting to make about the state of the industry that you want me to comment on 
and actually on that, if you would rather remain anonymous, that's fine. Just let me know and I will not include your name or give you a funny name to, to compensate for not having a name there. But no, joking aside, if you do want to send a comment over and you're not wanting to get your name, and I can, look, I work in this industry too and I know how it can be. If you would prefer your name is not involved, absolutely I will not. But at the same time, I don't want that to put people off from putting their views across. So, Send me your comments, your questions on the martial arts. Again, be it film, be it industry, be it training tips, anything at all. Um, you can get in touch at us at our fake Facebook like page. You can also get in touch with us at kickbackpodcast.com or by email, which is chrisjonestkd at gmail.com. You can also use the old-fashioned approach, which is telephone or text at 07802 889 391. And then I'll be collating all those questions, putting them together, answering as many of them as possible and including them in next week's show. Thank you all for your time as always and your support. Please be sure to share these links across your social media platforms as much as possible. It really, really does help. And we'll speak next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great end to your week, weekend, whatever it is you're doing. Goodbye. Enjoy our podcast? Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today.